Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Ike, we are less than a week away from Selection Sunday. And if you want to place a wager on March Madness, betonline.ag really is the place to be. 365, 24-7, anything you're looking for, any topic you're looking for, anything you want to bet on, just go to betonline.ag. Ike, they've been rocking with us since day one, so appreciate them being a part of the family, I'm going to steal your line there, Ike. Okay, okay. That's 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 what they are. You know, they they're a part of the family. Like you say, they've been rocking with us since day one, which is which is hard to do. So we didn't found a new member to the family. So just want to give a shout out again, not only to Believe Podcast and to yourself, but BetOnline.ag. Head to the website BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. IT, what's shaking today? Mark and Mark, not much, man. Just glad to be alive, happy, smiling. So let's get into it. We got some good stuff we need to talk about. Whenever you're ready to go, let's go. Loaded show today. We unload the mailbag to answer questions from you, the listeners of the Believe in Steelers podcast. We also discuss Ike's top running backs in the 2021 NFL draft. But first, we begin with the news that the Steelers will not offer the franchise tag to outside linebacker Bud Dupree. Ike, it's kind of bittersweet for me because the last two seasons, the way Dupree has paired with TJ Watt, They were a lot of fun to watch, but Alex Highsmith, he's the next man up. We'll see how he shakes out or if the Steelers decide to go get a guy in the NFL draft, but this really spells the end for Bud Dupree in a Steelers uniform. It's I'm, I'm conflicted about the whole thing. I really am. Another position. The Pittsburgh Steelers in their front office do well. They draft linebackers very well. So we talked about the wide receiver core. Now we're talking about the linebacker positions and you know, the history and the Hall of Famers that come with being a Pittsburgh Steelers. It's just sad to see Bud leave because the, it went from a friendship to a brotherhood with him and T.J. Watt. You know, they spent a few off-seasons together. You can see the camaraderie on the field. You can see the brotherhood on the field. You can see the celebrations on the field. Whoever made a play. And, and I think they complemented each other real well. So it's going to be tough seeing Bud leave. We will see what happens. But at the same time, he had a good run. I'm just upset about seeing the brotherhood leave from a stiller to a stiller. Of course, it's business and you got to move on. But I'm sure TJ going to be kind of upset because them boys got a bond that they bonded in the offseason. The play I think of last year was early on in the season against the Broncos. And he absolutely rocked Broncos quarterback Drew Locke, forced a fumble on a sack. It was a clean hit, but it knocked Locke out of the game. And it was just one play that showed the kind of impact and the kind of 
havoc that he could wreak as an edge rusher from that position. And so I'm going to miss him the way he played the last two seasons. I know he's going to be coming off his injury, but I'd imagine some team is going to pay Bud Dupree over multiple seasons. And it just wasn't a great fit with Pittsburgh this off season because Steelers have about $6 million of cap space that they're working with right now. They might get a little bit more depending on which guys they decide to keep, which players they decide to get rid of. But I wish Bud Dupree all the best with whatever team signs him. They're going to get an edge rusher who's been a very, very good player the last two seasons. Yeah, for Pittsburgh and Bud Dupree, Bud just got stuck in the pickle. You know, with the salary cap, Pittsburgh not having enough money, wind up bringing Ben back. I'm sure you want to pay TJ um, $100 million. Bud played off the franchise tag last year, so and he wind up getting hurt. If Bud would have got hurt, I think we might have would have been talking different when it comes down to the Pittsburgh Steelers and making offseason decisions. But, you know, Bud just – the timing was wrong with – the timing was bad. I ain't going to say bad. The timing is different between him getting hurt, the cap for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the offseason moves. I think if Bud would have stayed healthy, we might have would have been talking a little bit different. I think he probably would have been a Pittsburgh Steeler. And I think TJ would have vouched for him and went up to the front office and went up to one of the owners – and went up to Coach T and, 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 and told him, look, this is my guy. We, we complement each other very well when we're on the field together. But, of course, man, that's just the business side of it. So we're going to see what happens. So, but like I said, man, I'm, I'm mad, Bud. It's not going to be a Pittsburgh stiller. But at the same time, I wish Bud the best. And I know somebody going to pay. Like you say, man, he's a good edge rusher. And if he could be the Robin to someone else's Batman like he was in Pittsburgh, I think he'll be a great fit. Now, Alex Highsmith was a player who showed flashes once Dupree went down with that injury, though, too. So, I, like you said, Steelers know how to draft at that position. And if Highsmith can't step up and deliver, I know the Steelers will be able to find someone who can fill that void that Dupree leaves. Yeah, when you, I mean, that's how the, right now the Pittsburgh Steelers thinking, like, who can I get on third down to help TJ get to this quarterback? So, I'll, everybody talking about running backs, Pittsburgh Steelers, they haven't won Super Bowls by getting running backs in the first round. They've won Super Bowl by lower round running backs, running backs who fit their personality. Now, they do have running backs that fit the Pittsburgh personality, but I don't think Pittsburgh is going first round. So what I think Pittsburgh is going to do since they didn't get butt, they're going to go outside linebacker. Okay, save that because that's one of the mailbag questions, Ike. That's, okay, a, that's okay. what's called a My tease. Bad. In the My no, no, <laughs> it's all good, it's all good. So, the Steelers will bring back return man Ray Ray McLeod, he'll come back on a one year deal. I this was a player who I thought there were several times last season where he was one move away from taking it to the house. I think he will build upon what was a strong 2020 season and continue that on to the 2021 season. And I think the ceiling for him would be like a Pro Bowl return man because there were several returns he had last season, again, where he was a block away or a cut away or one missed tackle away. He was right there on the cusp. I like this move by the Steelers to bring Ray Ray McLeod back as a return man. I think he's very elusive in the open field. Yeah, Ray Ray is a receiver with a running back mentality. He runs very violent with the ball in his hand. And you really don't see that as a receiver. Usually receivers, they like to get the ball and tuck if they know contact is coming. Ray Ray is looking for contact. So agree again, I'm going to agree with you on this one. 
Ray Ray is a Pittsburgh Steeler when it comes down to the physicality part. He reminds me of a faster Heinz Ward. Once I have the ball in my hand, I'm not looking to shake you. I'm looking to run over you. If I have to shake you, I'm cool. I'm not looking to run out of bounds. I'm about to get this extra yard, but I'm about to get this extra yard the hard, the hard way. That's how I look at Ray Ray. Ike, let's go to the mailbag. And we had a lot of people weigh in. And if you want to reach out to us, what I did is said, hey, send us some questions on Instagram. We always mm -hmm. leave our social media information in the show notes. So I'm actually going to take the lead here. So Mark from Florida, I wrote this. But this is the number one question I have is, what should the number one priority be moving forward this offseason for Kevin Colbert and the Steelers front office? Outside linebacker. I think in the draft that they should bring in a outside linebacker. Then after outside linebacker, I think they should draft a D tackle. Then after D tackle, I think they should draft a free safety. Then after a free safety, I think they should draft a corner. I think Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh should go the first four rounds, they should go defense. That's just my thoughts on this. Outside linebacker, D tackle, safety, corner then we can work on the offensive line and get a running back. We you already have a stable of running backs. Like people, mm -hmm. I don't think people understand, like Pittsburgh still got three running backs sitting in the backfield right now. You know what I'm saying? And like I said before, Pittsburgh have won plenty of Super Bowls without having a first round running back. So you got guys who are already in the building, in the facility, in the organization that fits your personality. You just gotta be true to running the ball. That just has to be part of the game plan. And I'm not, I'm not saying 40 times, but McFarlane, Sam, you and company, man, you got plenty of guys who are ready to get the ball to run. You just got to, you know, percentage-wise, let's say you got to run the ball 40%, 40% of the time to let them guys get in the rhythm. I was talking to Willie Cologne on another show, and Willie was like, you know, between running backs and offensive linemen, them boys getting they get in the groove together. And it, the, the holes widen, but the reads slow down for running backs when they get in the rhythm. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's just off of what I know. And when you're dealing with a young offensive line, that's what Pittsburgh will be dealing with this year. A few vets, you got Pouncey retired. You still got a few vets in the Castro and company. But when you have a young offensive line, man, running the ball helps a lot. Play action passes, you know, down the middle of the field, be wide open. So we'll see. That's where I would go is offensive line. That would be my number one priority. And that's probably what I'd prioritize with that 24th overall pick because you've got to replace a future Hall of Famer and Pouncey and then the other players that are leaving along the line. Now, I know you're going to get Zach Banner back at the tackle position. And you're right, though, about the stable of running backs, though, Ike, because I look at a lot of mock drafts and I see Nigel Harris out of Alabama linked to the Steelers with that 24th overall pick. Reminds me of a season ago when – Everyone thought that the Steelers were going to draft Jonathan Taylor. He wound up going to the Colts instead, and the Steelers drafted Chase Claypool, and it seemed completely out of left field, and it really wasn't. Chase Claypool had a great rookie season. So yes. I don't I don't see Nijay Harris being the pick there because of the stable of running backs that right. you mentioned, even if James Conner leaves in free agency. So I'm with you there. For me, I would focus on the offensive line because you, you said this too, like, you're replacing a future Hall of Famer in Marquise Pouncey. So that's where I would go. Whichever guy up front, whether it's interior or if it's a tackle, I would want to go with the offensive line 
certainly you do need to make some upgrades along that defense as well. Offensive line, you can't miss on offensive line. You know how I feel about football. You you build your house from the ground up, and that's just with anything. And that's the front, whether it's defensive line or offensive line. It's, it's, Pittsburgh has had a lot of Hall of Famers as well coming from their offensive line, just as Alan Fanning. And mm-hmm. Pouncey will be another one going into the Hall of Fame. The Castro probably be another one going into the Hall of Fame. So I can't disagree with you on that one. But at the same time, man, I just feel like, and I think we both agree, for the running back position in the first round, that's not a need, that's not a need for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just think that the value at a running back for a first round grade is, I just don't see the value. It's more so, it has nothing to do with any individual player. It's just what the position demands. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. And I think at 24, I know we always talk about Big Ben's successor, Big Ben under contract through 2021, along with Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. So if you draft the quarterback, which of those guys are you getting rid of, whether that's Rudolph or Haskins? Because Big Ben's not going anywhere, at least at the start of the season. He's going to be your starter in week one of the 2021 season. You know what? You might be, on, on what you just said, Mark and Mark, you might be 100% right on this one, bro. I love it. You might have you you got me on this one. You might have beat me to the punch on this one, dog. You, you, <laughs> I've said all other positions, but that position – and you might have hit it on the head on this one, bro. We'll see how it shakes out, Ike. And, hey, that's why I do my homework. But <laughs> we'll get to the next question. Drew Lake writes in, where does Juju Smith-Schuster wind up come September? Oh, man, here's another position. You know, here's a Antonio Brown. Here's a Emmanuel Sanders. Here's a Mike Wallace. Here's a Plexico Burris. Here's a Antoine Randall L. And I'm naming these guys because they all they all love Pittsburgh and, and went and got money elsewhere. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. Pittsburgh just know how to draft receivers. Well, that's a that's another position where they don't miss. So it depends on my thoughts on what Juju asked for as far as being a Pittsburgh stiller. And I, I think they're gonna they're gonna offer him something really low, very disrespectful. So he's going to be like, you know what, man, I ain't got time to be playing with y'all. And I think somebody offered Juju something real nice. Juju is a good complimentary receiver. So he's a, he's a two. He's, he's a strong, he's a strong two or for sure three. The one is, is, is kind of hard. It's kind of hard being the one. And I think he saw that Antonio Brown had left. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I don't think he's going to be a Pittsburgh still. You stole the words from my mouth. That was going to be my answer. I wrote down three teams. I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars. You could be a target for rookie quarterback Trevor Lawrence. I think Washington, he would pair with Terry McLaurin, see who could become the starter there. I think that would be a nice pairing, two young receivers. And then how about the Colts as well? He could pair with T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton, if he can stay healthy, is a very good receiver. And then, again, that goes to your point about Juju's better as a Robin than a Batman. So I thought that those were three potential fits for Juju. I just don't think that the Steelers have the cap space. Again, right now at the time of recording this podcast, Ike, about $6 million in cap space. That's not going to be enough to sign Juju this offseason. It's not. Yeah, I can see I can see Juju in Chicago. I know they just tagged Allen Robinson in Chicago. I can see Juju pairing up in the cold weather because he's cool. He's used to it. I can see him pairing up, pairing up with Allen Robinson as well. We'll see where Juju winds up. Drew, thank you for the question there. Next question comes from Benjamin Walker. He writes, 
where will Russell Wilson land versus where would be the best spot for him to land? I'll take the lead on this, Ike. I think Russell Wilson stays in Seattle for the 2021 season. But what's interesting to me is what happens beyond this upcoming season. Pete Carroll, 69 years old. Russell Wilson under contract through 2023. There is a potential out in 2022. Before, like this last week, I would have said potentially the Cowboys because the NFC East is so weak. The Cowboys just extended Dak Prescott. I think that the best spot for Russell Wilson right now, and I Let's don't know how they would swing this. The New Orleans Saints, Drew Brees is retiring. Sean Payton needs, a, needs the successor to Drew Brees. I thought the Saints, but where, where's your head at, Ike? I'm looking at the Miami Dolphins. I'm looking at Miami. Miami got a draft pick to do it. They can swap to it and give them a draft pick, and they can get Russell. And Russell was back to where he once was when he had a legion of boom. Miami defense isn't a legion of boom right now, but they damn sure got a good top 10 defense. That's what they do have. Uh, you, get them, you get them a receiver, a tight end, and a running back. I'm sure the offensive line, he can do enough with the offensive line, but he don't have to do too much because he has a good defense on the other side. So I'm looking, if Russ don't, if Russ don't leave, he should go to Miami. I really think that'd be a great fit with Brian Flores and I know you'd be giving up on Tua after year one, but I think that'd be a great fit. I've seen chatter on Twitter, Ike. You know I'm from the Chicagoland area. I don't think that the Bears are going to happen at all, and they would have to give up. I mean, if you're going to trade for Russell Wilson, you got to give up the mother load, but I just don't see how his career and his situation would be better in Chicago than what it is right now in Seattle, even with an improving NFC West division. I, I just I don't see it. Yeah, Chicago, I don't think Chicago. If For Russ, Miami would be a great fit for Russ. If the Houston Texans don't trade Deshaun Watson to Miami, I think Russ, Russ could land in Miami, Miami if he goes somewhere. And see, this is why I love the offseason, Ike, because it's like dominoes. And last offseason when Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers, it just sets off a chain reaction of, okay, this guy's going to this franchise and it limits what other players can do with movement. Now, next week's going to be a hectic week and we're going to have you covered here on the Believe in Steelers podcast because March the 15th, the legal negotiating window opens up for free agency. And on March the 17th, 4 p.m. Eastern time is when a free agent can legally sign with teams where it can become official. So next week's going to be a lot of fun, Ike, because there's going to be a lot of moving parts this offseason. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of activity going on. It's going to be a lot of traffic on the highway, if you know what I'm saying. So <laughs> next, next, next week, go out on, get ready, go out on, pack your bag if you sit in the car, because it's going to be a whole lot of traffic going on in the NFL with this free agency. And Ike, we're going to have a lot to unpack. We'll see where Juju winds up. We'll see what happens with James Conner. Other Steelers players as well. I'm curious to see how all this shakes out. Where Bud Dupree lands as well. We're going to have you covered here on the Believe in Steelers podcast throughout the NFL offseason. Any final thoughts on this before we go to your top five running backs in the draft? No, I think we covered everything, man. I want to thank for the questionnaires from the fans. You know, give a shout out to all the fans who gave us some questions to talk about. I want to appreciate that. Absolutely. And again... Just reach out to us on social media. If you ask a good enough question, we'll answer it here on the show. We love interacting with the listeners. 
Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is also brought to you by our newest sponsor, eBay. And I, we talk about this every week. A lot of times you go to the store and you want a new pair of sneakers. You find a style that you like, but they don't have the right size and you got to wait for it. Well, you can avoid all of that just by going to eBay. You can find exactly what you're looking for. eBay me my sneakers. So you ain't got to go to the store no more. You ain't got to worry about no crowds. You ain't got to worry about no masks. All you got to do is go online and go to eBay to order sneakers. And Ike, I know there's no such thing as having too many sneakers, but if you do have too many, eBay makes it easy for the sellers out there too. So you can sell or flip your collection as well. So there's also that with part of eBay as well. Yeah, that's a whole lot of networking. You know, that's that's bringing in dough without even having to leave your home. When you can bring some dough in without having to leave the crib, <laughs> that's even better. So make sure y'all stick to eBay if y'all want some sneakers. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. NFL draft first round starts on April the 29th. And Ike, last week you talked about your top quarterbacks headed into the NFL draft. This week we move to the running back position. Who you got as your number one running back headed into the 2021 NFL draft? Javante Williams coming out of North Carolina. Okay, he was three on my list, but make your case. He's a a Nick Chubbs with better hands coming out the backfield. That's what he's a every he's a one to one to three down back. He's explosive. He's powerful. He's elusive. He was a one two punch with his partner at at North Carolina, but he was the attitude. If you watch any of his highlights or any of the games they had to go through Javante Williams. And when I mean they, they offense, they offense ran for him. He was their personality. You know, he's the guy. So for me, uh, when I look at Javante, I look at uh, Nick Chubbs with better hands coming out the backfield. He's 5'10", 220, so he got a, he got a nice little build to him. He's, he run low with center gravity. So, and when he runs, he runs with an attitude. He's an old school football player. He just so happened to have good hands. So. I got him coming number one off the board when it comes down to running backs. Okay, Ike, I, I'm with you here. I'm going to steal the line you always use. The sideline tells okay. the story, right? Correct. So I don't know if you saw that incredible run he had against the Miami Hurricanes yes. where they're throwing towels from the sideline onto the field because he's just making everyone miss and he's making the defense look like a fool. I'm assuming that's been playing on loop in the Taylor household. Yeah, no question. That's, that's all attitude because when you – when you play Miami, you think of the history. Mm-hmm. You think of the Hall of Famers. You think of the swag. You think of the attitude. And Javante took all that away. I'm talking about off, off of that run. Whatever air Miami had in their body, he took all of it out. <laughs> just off of that run. But again, he, he just one of the running backs. If you get him in your organization, he's going to bring that personality and the attitude, and there's nothing nice about him when he's running the ball. Let me give the listeners the stat of the podcast. Since 2019, Javante Williams has gained either a first down or a touchdown on 131 of his 322 carries. That is a 40% clip, Ike. So if you're telling me four times out of 10, I'm either getting a first down or a touchdown, pretty good production at the collegiate level in the ACC playing for the North Carolina Tar Heels. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I watched his 
when I saw him, I said he's the best running back in college. That was my first thought. Okay, so Javante Williams is your number one. Who do you have as your number two running back in the 2021 NFL draft? Number two, I'm going to go with Najee Harris, Derrick Henry cousin. <laughs> 6'2", 230. Um, he reminds me of Derrick Henry, just two inches shorter. But at the same time, I think he's a little bit more athletic than Derrick Henry. If you watch some of the bowl games for him jumping over linebackers, him jumping over cornerbacks who are trying to tackle him low, Derrick Henry, which I know personally, he didn't bring that to the table. And he also have soft hands. It's just, you know, that's what the Alabama Crimson Tide do now. Either they're pushing our receivers or they're pushing our running backs. And they always had a stable of both. But uh, this, this guy, Najee, he's another guy with personality. He just got a little bit more finesse than Javante Toon. But um, if you're looking for a guy who can be – the low, it would be him, but I got him at number two. I think he's Derrick Henry cousin, just a little bit more athletic than Derrick Henry. Like during the holiday season, I was back home with my family in the Kansas City area, and we were watching all of the bowl games, and we were watching the college football playoff semifinal game, mm-hmm. Alabama against Notre Dame. I was upstairs mm-hmm. getting myself some snacks to be able to watch the game, and all of a sudden, my dad starts yelling about something that happened in the game. So I come rushing down the stairs of like, dad, what happened? And my dad's like, I might've just seen the most incredible thing I've ever seen on a football field. When Nigel Harris hurdles over the Notre Dame defensive back, I knew the game was over at that point in time. And just shows you his athleticism, what he brings to the table as a runner in the open field. And he had tremendous level of production for the Alabama Crimson Tide. He would be my top choice. He'd be my number one back off the board. But I think whatever team gets Nijay Harris, it's going to be similar to what you saw with what Jonathan Taylor brought to the table with the Colts. If you get Nijay Harris a good offensive line, you're going to get great production from him, especially on a rookie contract. So he'd be my number one running back off the board. But I'll remember that crazy hurdle he had in the college football playoff semifinal game against Notre Dame. And it was just an incredible display of athleticism. Oh, yeah. I mean, Nijay, Nijay. He reminds me of just a shorter version of, of Derrick Henry, but more athletic. That's saying a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? That's that's saying a whole lot. But in all Alabama big games, he just showed up. Yep. That's that's yep. what he did. Coach, give me the ball. Like if you need a third and four, give me the ball. You know, if you if you looking for an MVP, but we got too many other dogs on the outside as receivers, still give me the ball. So what you gotta love it for these two running backs who I just named, they're good blitz pickups they pick up the blitz well and if you want to play in the nfl and play all three downs your quarterback have to trust you and understand that you're willing to pick up these blitzes either coming from dns or linebackers that's that's blitzing up the middle and you got to be smart enough to know the protection these two guys do this well so you got at number three ike travis Etienne, and for me travis Etienne. It's another version of Alvin Kamara. So he would have to go to a Peyton kind of offense, a KC kind of offense, a Saints kind of offense, a a Seattle kind of offense. You know what I'm saying? So I look at Travis Etienne and he stayed for he stayed for his senior year. And I'm glad he did stay because he helped his stock. You know, he could have came out last year, but he wanted to touch up on a few things. Uh, him and him and Travis 
Lawrence, they real cool. So I'm glad he did. He he, he dropped weight. He shredded. Uh, he he should run like a fofo. But for me, when I think about him, I think about Alvin Kamara for the Saints, and that's the kind of system he got to go. He's a one-two guy. You know, he can definitely come out of the backfield, catch the ball. I don't think he's a I don't think he's a low total. You know, don't give him the ball. You know, 30, 40 times a game, I think if you split time with him and you need them explosive plays, he's the guy. But I think he has to go to a right fit, you know. So he he got to go to a Saints, like I said, a KC, somewhere in that kind of realm where they know how to use a running back like, you know, Travis Etienne. I know he made Trevor Lawrence's life a lot easier at Clemson. 100%. And, and I know Travis Etienne, both seasons, the last two seasons, early on in the year, there was chatter of, is this guy going to be a potential Heisman contender? And didn't quite play up to say that level, but uh, a quarterback's best friend is running back who can kind of take the pressure off and who can pick up five, 10 yards at a time. And I, and I do think that's an interesting point that you make with his player comparison being Alvin Kamara, getting a player the ball out in open space. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. We'll see who gets Travis Etienne. Probably get a very good player there. So, your top three to quickly recap, you've got Javante Williams out of North Carolina at number one, Nijay Harris, the Alabama running back at number two, and then Clemson running back, Travis Etienne at number three. Who's your number four running back in the upcoming NFL draft? Coming from Memphis, we got Kenny Gainwell. You know, he he's probably the, the most explosive running back out the four we just named. You know, he would he average 6.3 yards per carry. 13 touchdowns, very elusive, very elusive. You give him the ball, you think you think it's score. So when he touches the ball, you you look at him like a Tyreek Hill. Not saying he's Tyreek Hill fast. It's just, man, if I hand him the ball, I'm looking between 10 to 15 yards if the lanes is right for him. And that's just what he's been his whole career. He's been Mr. Consistent when it came down a big play. So Gainwell is just, he's a he's a three-down back. He's a three-down back for sure, but he's another one of these backs where he got to go to the right, he got to go to the right system. You know, the offensive coordinator got to understand his strengths and weaknesses. So being every down back is kind of hard in the NFL because you have to be able to pick up the blitz to play all three downs. But I think out out of the three I named before him, he's the most explosive back. So I want to know who you have at number five, because then we can go into a further discussion. Who do you have at number five? Because you zagged there with Kenny Gainwell out of Memphis. So who's your number five back? And then I'll add more perspective. Coming from Mississippi State, Kayla Hill. Kayla Hill is a, he Nick Chubbs, Javante Williams, little brother. (laughs) Say that again. (laughs) He's Nick Chubbs. Uh, Javante Williams, little brother. <laughs> that's that's what he is. But he'll load. He'll load. He's another one of these guys who's a thick guy. You know, 5'11", 215. Um, they're expecting him to go between round three and four, depending on what he do for his pro day or the combine. But at the same time, you pop it and tape on him. It's all attitude. It's all dog, as, as Uncle Prime would say. So, he was their personality on offense. So Kalen reminds me, uh, 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 I hate to say this, a, a, a broke man version of Javante Williams, which isn't a bad thing. I think, I just think Javante is way more tuned to find 
than Kalen, but I'm not taking nothing away from Kalen. Um, you know, down south, we get a lot of Mississippi, a lot of SEC games, and just popping in the tape on him, which you really didn't have to. You saw he was all personality. His vision is something he would have to work on when it comes down to hitting a hole too fast and not letting his blocks develop. But for the most part, man, you 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 getting a guy who can potentially be a starter. Not this year, maybe a year or two. See, he wasn't even on my board. And what I would say to any of the listeners is this. If anyone thinks that Ike is full of it, he's not. Because I remember around this time last year, I was asking, who do you like coming out of the NFL draft? Can you tell me? Antoine Winfield Jr. What was he like a second round pick for the Bucks this past year? And we saw what he did in the postseason. And so like it came full circle for me then because I'm like of any player I could have named, he's naming a guy who's going to be a second or third round pick. And that was the first guy that you mentioned. So when you watch tape, Ike, and you break this down with your perspective, having played in the league for 12 years, it, it kind of makes me reevaluate of, oh, okay, it might not necessarily always be the guy from a power five school. It might not always be the guy who, you know, got all the accolades and everything in college. The guy I thought you were going to go with was Javante Williams backup, North Carolina running back, Michael Carter. They formed a, a nice one, two punch for the Tar Heels this past yeah. season. That's where I thought you were going to go. But again, to any of the listeners who think Ike is full of it, Go back and listen to our previous shows of what we were saying a year ago. And there's clear that you're seeing something on tape that might not always be evident. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Elijah Mitchell from Louisiana Lafayette and his partner, Trey Regis from Louisiana Lafayette. They got both of these two guys play running back and it was all personality for the Raging Cajun. Um, they got them projected between the third and the fifth round. But I, I got to just because I'm alone. I got to give a shout out to these two guys, Elijah and Trey. Uh, and they're going to do it big. Both of them invited to the combine, so we shall see what goes on. But shout out to the Raging Cajun program and shout out to Elijah and Trey for, for getting invited to the NFL combine. Absolutely. And there are other good running backs out there too. Trey Sermon out of Ohio State, Jarrett Patterson mm-hmm. out of Buffalo, Ramondre Stevenson from Oklahoma. So there are some, there are always some good gems you find later in the draft. Then they become household names once they get their opportunity in Mm -hmm. the NFL. Ike, always fun to do your top five position groups headed into the draft. So to recap for the listeners, Javante Williams at your your first overall running back, Alabama running back, Nijay Harris at the number two slot. At three, you have Clemson running back, Travis Etienne. At number four, you've got Kenny Gainwell out of Memphis. And then number five, you have Kylan Hill out of Mississippi State. So, uh, Ike, next week you want to go receivers. Which position group you want to do next? Let's rock with the offensive line. Okay, we're going offensive line. Then we – okay, and then receivers. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, yeah. let's, go, let's go with the O-line, man. Let's get the O-line some love. So, we're going to go with the offensive line. It's, a, it's, 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 not, a, it's not a sexy topic. But when you want to talk about foundations to any organization, it's Hall of Fame topics. So I hope I hope y'all listeners who, who do tune in, tune in for show next week. And we're going to talk about the offensive line. I love it. Ike, this is always fun doing the pod with you week in and week out. And again, the Believe in Steelers podcast is just going to get it's going to get better and better because next week free agency starts. So we're going to have a lot to unpack there. And then. Also, your analysis leading up to the draft is always 
I, I always love just listening. And it's like, I'll ask Ike the question and getting your perspective for what you see on tape is always just valuable, valuable insight. Appreciate you, bro. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the listeners as well. Go leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the Believe in Steelers podcast wherever you listen to your show. Shout out to the sponsors as well, Bet Online and eBay. Uh, appreciate them. And Ike, as always, appreciate doing the show with you. It's always a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely want to give a shout out to the listeners. Want to give a shout out to the, the people who gave us the questions for the questionnaires. Got to give a big shout out to the Believe podcast. Got to give two more shout outs to eBay. You know, make sure y'all go on eBay. And if y'all need some sneakers, whether you're trying to buy them or sell them, do one of the two. Got to give a huge shout out from day one. BetOnline.ag for rocking with us. Um, Got to give another shout out to my dog, Mark Berger. You heard me? So that's that's where we at right now. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And I'll let Mark take over. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening to the Believe in Steelers podcast. We will see you next week. Start a free agency. Take care. So long, everyone. And we'll talk to you then. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.